Hi, I'm Avin, and this is the Salvation Engine Podcast, where we bring you the message about God's Word, His grace and His goodness in a simple and direct way. The Bible says, faith comes by hearing and hearing the Word of God. So please join me as I continue to share the gospel message about Jesus Christ, and let us hear the Word of God together. Welcome back to the Salvation Engine Podcast. Today we are talking about awakened to righteousness. In the book of 2 Corinthians, in the 15th chapter, in verse 34, we find this place where Paul writes, he's writing to the Corinthian church, and he says that, Awake to righteousness and sin not, for some have not the knowledge of God. I speak this to your shame. You know, it's a sad case that there is a possibility for the believer to spend their entire Christian walk not knowing or realizing that they have been given dominion over sin through the finished work of Jesus Christ. A lot of the time, you know, mostly this has to do with evidences of defeat in the natural where we have desperately tried to overcome sin and again that's actually the problem trying to overcome in our own power but paul here says and sin not is this possible is it possible for the believer to live a life above the dominion the rule and the control of sin that's what we'll be talking about here today and not just that but as we continue perhaps in a part two we'll talk about what the awakened to righteousness life looks like let's pray almighty father in heaven i give you thanks for this day i thank you for your word as we read your word as we begin a a new topic here today father lord i pray that you cause our hearts and our eyes to open and to see the reality of the freedoms that you have given us in christ jesus in jesus name we pray amen so you'll notice paul says here that some have not the knowledge of god his instruction is awakened to righteousness followed by unseen not and then he says that some have not the knowledge of god a lack of knowledge is one of the main reasons that keeps believers in not just sin but a multitude of other forms of bondage jesus said that you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free it's the truth we know that makes us free i could put it this way knowing truth makes freedom you know every believer must diligently persistently and consistently be growing in the knowledge of god i came to the realization a while back that any area of defeat is also an area of lack of knowledge or shall i say ignorance As the word of God says in Hosea chapter 4 verse 6, my people perish for the lack of knowledge. Let us look at some of the aspects in which we need to grow in knowledge. For the born again believer, sin is not the rule but the exception. Often you'll hear, oh my, oh my, is it really possible for me not to sin? Or everybody sins or I'm just a sinner. You know, friends, Jesus did not do a half begged work in setting us free from sin at grace class we asked the question what did jesus come to do and i believe that's a question every believer ought to sit down and ask themselves and then determine if they indeed have received the benefit of all that jesus came 
to do. So about the sin in my life, one would ask, you may say we even see Paul's own seeming struggle with this very issue at the height of expressing this struggle in which it had become evident to Paul that there were forces in opposition to the obedience of God's law in his life. That struggle of going against the things that are desirable to do to please God and instead always doing the opposite, Paul writes, O wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me from this body of death? So what now? Are we miserably lost to this struggle? I believe Jesus' work is a finished work, a perfect work in every way. But what about this dilemma? I thank God that there is a liberating truth. As Paul continues to write in Romans 7, a truth we must seek and grow in as we expand our knowledge as we increase our knowledge as we renew our minds that knowledge is for us to obtain because it is ours in christ jesus the victory the dominion over sin has been given to us in christ jesus praise god when we place focus on sin when we place focus on the flesh struggle that paul writes about in romans 7 when we project our lives and say that yes that's me and we really come short of this declaration of the victory that we have in Christ Jesus, one which Paul concludes this chapter with in jubilation and with exclamation, we really miss the end of freedom. Because Paul says in Romans chapter 7 verse 25, and he goes on to expand on it in Romans chapter 8, he says, thanks be to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's go back a bit here. You know, before Jesus said that you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. There is something he said that we may overlook in our march to freedom. And he said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And then shall you know the truth and the truth shall make you free. See the pattern? See where it begins? See the progression? The cost of freedom on the believer's part is continuing. We are not to be the deciders. We are not to decide what freedom looks like. You know, the word of God, the word of God gives us the provisions and the expectations of God that he has placed as promises and marks of our freedom in our journey of continuance in the faith. Obedience is often required. If we still have a sin struggle in our life, such as, oh, I don't know why I cannot overcome this addiction or this habit or I've been a believer for so long, but I'm still struggling with this issue. Then it is for us to humbly realize that we have not yet arrived and we must keep on continuing in him. This is not the place of conclusion. This is not the place where we quit and say this stuff doesn't work. No, we do not settle here. We keep on moving until we reach the place of provision in the spirit by God's word in which we are made free. We do not draw back. We do not stand still. We press on to arrive at the place Paul writes about in Romans chapter 8 verses 2. That place of freedom where through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set us free from the law of sin and death. Jesus, the sin offering, has condemned sin in the flesh. He now lives in us. He became sin so we could be made righteousness. There is a new life in Christ, a life 
after the spirit. We are no longer slaves to sin. We are no longer slaves to what once bound us. The one who died for us is right now today in continual intercession for us. The book of first John chapter one verses nine says that if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness all so when all unrighteousness is removed we are left with righteousness not sin let's read what romans chapter 6 verses 11 chapter 14 says it says that likewise paul instructs us reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin but alive to god in christ jesus our lord Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body, that you should obey it in its lusts. And do not present your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin, but present yourselves to God as being alive from the dead and your members as instruments of righteousness to God. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. You know, scripture says that the power of sin is the law. For the believer under grace, sin has lost its power through the death of Jesus and our death with him. Now, when sin comes knocking, provoking, enticing with its lusts, with its deceptions, it finds men who are dead in Christ and awakened to righteousness. A Christ-ruled people have no business with sin it is excluded and repelled as ones who keep maturing in the word and in the lord this happens through the spirit almost unconsciously automatically without thought without effort without struggle because you are in that place of prayer of partnership with the lord unawakened to righteousness position is dead to sin and has dominion over the influence and controlling powers of sin we are called to live a life conscious of God, conscious of Christ in us, conscious of righteousness, which is our new identity and not conscious of sin. Scripture says that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. So the focus now is pleasing God, pleasing others, walking in love. Soon you will see that sin loses its place in the life of a continuing believer, one who is persistently maturing in the Lord. You know, sin is often ignited by pride, which is really us choosing our own way that is pleasurable to us at the expense of God, at the expense of self, or at the expense of others. Feeling up on truth kicks that selfishness out of us, that old tag of selfishness that leads us to do what pleases ourselves. It loses its hold. We cannot continue to walk in the old sinful habits of the old Adamic nature. Look at what Ephesians chapter 4 verses 22 says. It says that, but that is not the way you learned Christ. Paul is saying, this is not what I taught you. 
And he says that assuming that you have heard about him and were taught in him as the truth is in Jesus to put off your old self, which belongs to your former manner of life and is corrupt through deceitful desires and to be renewed in the spirit of your minds and to put on the new self created after the likeness of God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, the word of God will not instruct us to put off something that is not possible to put off. Paul says, hey, 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 listen, this is not what you were taught in Christ. You were not taught to go back about your old ways as if somehow they have power over you. Learn the knowledge of God. Put off your old self. If you were not taught it, learn it now. Put off the old man. How? You say, how do we do this? By the renewing of your mind. By consistently renewing your mind through the word of God. He says, this old self belonged to a former nature. If your friends were in a habit of going about drinking, smoking, gossiping, uh, chitty-chatting, whatever else our former ways did, he says that, that belonged to the former way do not be deceived these things are of an old and fallen identity the selfish desires from the old are deceitful they will trap us into sin every single time you know why because we can identify with them when you've been doing something for many 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 years if it presents itself before you you know it you're comfortable with it it massages you you're happy to do it it's a deceitful desire paul says that these things belonged to your former ways you know deceit is one of the enemy's strongest weapons but we belong to god now and are to be renewed in the spirit of our minds what we believe of ourselves has as much to do with what we do and if we if what we believe of ourselves matches what god says of us in his word then we are being transformed that is what the scripture instructs us to do live according to the new man who has been recreated according to god in righteousness and holiness continue on to this as your reality until it becomes evident in your life that sin has lost its power through faith obedience continuing trusting god reading the bible and being led by the holy spirit freedom from sin sin's influence sin's power and control is not a fantasy but but a declared truth and a victory in the word of God. We must always recall that we are Jesus' witnesses and his representation in the earth. Jesus said you are the light of the world. Now we know that there's a distinction between light and darkness. So let us lay aside that sin that so easily besets. It doesn't have power over you. You have power over it. First Peter in the, in the first chapter in verse 14 says that as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Let's just stop here a second and observe this. The new creation, former ignorance has been replaced with present truth. Instead of going by, you know, instead of going by what we used to do or what we used to be dictating to us, we are now slaves to a new master called righteousness. The righteous one lives on the inside of us. We have 
an empowerment by the Holy Spirit and by God's grace to overcome those old passions. James in the fourth chapter says that submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. We can see here that the starting place for victory is submission to God and to his word. Much as we would love to always point to sin, it is not as much about sin's presence as it is about man's ability to submit to God. Right from the start in the garden, we see that God desired a people who looked like him, who looked to him, and he was their only source, and God desired that he remain their only source. People who would be able to have dominion over everything, including sin's deception. Dominion only works through obedience, through submission to a higher authority, and that is God. So when Adam and Eve sinned, they lost their rulership privileges of being able to dominate sin. Death followed right along that on its heels. But praise God for Jesus Christ. Jesus lived a sinless life. He overcame death and gave to us all who believe in him the victory to live an overcoming life. Praise God. Jesus too had the opportunity to disobey God. Scripture says that he was tempted in every way and yet did not sin. He walked in submission to the Father and he is in us now giving us that same power. So reckon yourselves dead to sin but alive to God in Christ Jesus. The victory comes with us giving ourselves over daily to the truth of God's word. Look at James chapter 1 verse 25. It says that, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do, but continues in it. Today we have heard truth from the word of God, awakened to righteousness and sin not. I believe that even as you've been listening to this, the Lord has been setting you free, your faith to receive all that Jesus has done is being built as you come into the knowledge that indeed a victorious life is yours through Christ Jesus. If you have not received Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, please open your heart and say a prayer and invite him into your heart to be the Lord of your life. Because without Jesus, without his power in us, we can have nothing. We can do nothing. We have no dominion over sin. But with him in us, we have all things. Thank you, Father Lord, for the word today. May your people be blessed. May they be encouraged and may they be strengthened to continue in that which they have begun as you work in them as the author and the finisher of our salvation. Praise you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message. If you've enjoyed hearing about God's goodness, please make sure to visit our website, www.salvationengine.com, where I share written messages from scripture and other news. In addition, is the Salvation Engine social media pages on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Simply type in Salvation Engine to find us. Have a great week. Until next time, be blessed.